Hi there. I'm Chidi. Thank you for joining us on this series, which we have tagged Down the Aisle series. We have decided to take questions from persons in our private group and discuss them on this platform for the benefit of more people. Mm. And today we'll be considering family interference in marital decisions. Right. In order to be able to dive into this, we'll be looking at how much is too much, all right? When people get into your space, you're trying to decide, all right, how much is too much in terms of people interfering. Then we're also going to be looking at navigating difficult families, all right? The challenges that we sometimes experience when we're trying to get into that spouse's family. How do you navigate this and how do you come out on top? All right, and finally, we'll be looking at should you who should call the intruder to order i like that one <laughs> we should call the intruder to order so we'll be looking at this and taking it further okay our mission is to raise prototype romantic and intimate couples across the globe mm. and we do this through speaking engagements mm. seminars yeah. workshops coaching sessions counseling sessions mm. retreats uh, our books, at, which you can find on our website yes. at www.foundationforfamilyaffairs.org. We have a lot of resources there, so please um, make do get on there. Okay, so let's dive straight into it. Um, the introduction. What is family interference? Well, what is interference? Okay, yes, I got I got the dictionary <laughs> definition of that, and mm. it's um, to interfere means to intervene in a situation um, without invitation mm -hmm. or necessity. Important I like points. those two words, <laughs> invitation mm. or necessity. Mm. So um, the question is, is it necessary mm. or have you been invited? Absolutely. <laughs> All right, so we want to look at a few case studies. So someone comes to you, for example, this person has been in a relationship, in and out of relationship, and then it comes to that point where she finally says, you know what, I'd like to settle down with this person. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, everyone is saying, no, you can't marry him. Oh, you can't marry him for this. It's not that. It's not this. Or you find yourself in a situation where, as a guy, you've been with this lady four years, five years. Now you're trying to marry her. And your people are saying, no, you can't marry her. Hmm. And you're wondering... Where were you all along? Ah, you, you're wondering, now that I finally decided to settle down with this person and everyone is coming up with different reasons, why didn't you tell me all along so yes. that I can more like have, find a way to probably let her go instead of just wasting her time all these years? Yeah. How do you feel about that? How would a lady feel about that if something like that happens? Yeah. All right. So that's one of the things we'll be looking at. So how much is too much? And mm. uh, we, we've tried to look at interference in two ways. Mm. Uh, the fact that it could be beneficial to mm. the relationship. Absolutely. Um, like you were saying, uh, they just jump in at mm. a point where it's like, come on, it's been many years. How mm. come you didn't say this at the start? Yes. But the, the, mm. the truth about it in some cases mm. is that at such moments, you need to pause mm. and probably consider what, what is being flagged off. Absolutely. It might just be blind spots, mm. which you, you need to pay attention to. Yes. And then the other bit is that it could be um, harmful. And that's when people become unreasonable to mm. take things to the other extreme. Okay. So what we're saying is that interference can be both beneficial and harmful. Yeah. Beneficial in the sense that there may be something that you are not conscious of. Yes. 
like she said, in, in your blind spot. Mm. Then maybe, so for example, someone may ask you, um, a friend of yours may come to you, have you considered this guy? Um, do you know that this guy has was had gone through bankruptcy? Mm. They may bring up something that you may want to consider. That's, you know, because there's something um, research shows that once we're in love, yes. we don't see or we don't see fault in the other person. So sometimes you might need a friend who got your back. You might need someone who got your back who can say, you know what, I'm sorry for bugging. I don't, I don't mean to be the 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 devil advocate here, yeah. but I think you should think carefully about this particular aspect of this person because it's it's good when you're going into a relationship. Go into a relationship with an informed decision, making an informed decision, yeah. all right, not just yeah. based on our own emotions. Yeah. And then it can be harmful where someone just you know, sit there and say, you know what, over my dead body, you're not going to marry this person. And you're trying to find out why, and they can't come up with very strong reasons. reasons. Yes. All right. Yeah. You know, so now let's look at some of the triggers of relationship. Of well, interference. yes, uh, the first one we'd like to consider is race. Mm-hmm. Now, a typical example would be you find a Caucasian who gets into a relationship, a family member sudden, uh, with, gets into a relationship with probably an African or mm. an Asian, mm. family members suddenly start asking you, oh, do you think, don't you think he or she is with you because of settlement yeah. or for citizenship? Mm. You know, things like that. And those could be triggers and yeah. very worrisome. Sometimes it's about tribe. You know, um, mm-hmm. where people look at, oh, you can't marry from that tribe. Oh, maybe, and then when you probe further, you may find out that the reason why they're saying that is maybe somebody from that tribe did something that hurt them some years ago, or somebody yeah. that they loved was hurt by somebody from that tribe. And based on that, you can say, you know what, nobody that I love, nobody I know, going to marry from this tribe. And that can be a trigger for yeah. interference. Yes, yeah, true. Um, another one is um, social status. Mm. Uh, you find people who decide, uh, okay, you know, the way we're stratified, um, mm. upper class, middle class, lower class. No, I can't marry someone from the lower class. Mm. It's not befitting of someone of my status. Mm. And um, this just reminds me of the discussion I had with a group of ladies mm. some, at some point. And I realized in that discussion, um, an African lady, mm-hmm. the question was, would you be happy to marry a mechanic? Mm-hmm. And an African lady there was like, um, no, why, 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 why would I do that? Mm. He, um, he's not in my class, mm. doesn't belong to my class. Mm. And a Caucasian lady there was like, she was really upset. Mm. Why would you say that? He's, mm. he's a human being. Mm. And by the way, mechanics make a lot of money. Mm. So as I began to think about it, I realized that sometimes when you find people from a developing part, of a developing nation, mm-hmm. um, because of, well, cultural differences and all and the way we've just been raised mm-hmm. and we we tend to classify mm-hmm. people and which wouldn't matter in some parts of the western countries mm-hmm. all right so sometimes this happens based on how a country or society classifies some specific jobs yeah. this job is for lower class mm-hmm. this job is for higher class so for example medical doctors Oh, top class. Yeah. Uh, lawyers, <laughs> top class. Oh, business consultants, top class. And you know, unconsciously, people begin to um, 
you know, more like are trying to avoid people that work within a certain class, class because they associate yes. them with a certain class. So that may be one of the reasons why some people may say, you know what, can begin to interfere in a relationship. Yes, so that's for, you the to marry social status. for the social status. And it could be academic as where well. some feel I'm more educated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you look at things in the Western world, yes. what you find is that there's a certain level of exposure. Absolutely. Everyone has mm. basic primary and secondary education. Mm. And after that, um, some decide to go to uni, mm. some don't. Some decide to follow after go after a vocation. Absolutely. Which would, would which would be classed as mm. informal education, still mm. education though. Mm. So it's just how it works in different societies. Absolutely. But these things are triggers. Mm. I don't think that somebody else may flag up. Um I mean, people who will be intruding into relationship might be financial capacity. They may be wondering, mm -hmm. does this guy, can he look after you? Or is this lady a gold digger? This is some of the things that may be bringing in or creating a platform for people to interfere. Mm -hmm. All right. So that's it. And then the next one is presentation. How are you presenting your spouse to be? Yeah. We found out that, you know, we've had a discussion with a number of people. We found out that how people present their spouses to their friends, to their families, mm. determines how they relate with them. So if you present your spouse as someone who is struggling, who has not been able to, you know, um, who has not been able to hold a job down, mm -hmm. for it doesn't mean that you should present, you should, you know, you should lie about it, but look for something good about your spouse to present. No human being has 100% negative attributes find positive attributes to talk about, all right? So because how you present them will determine how they will receive your spouse to be. Yeah, so when you don't mm. sound convincing mm. about this person, you mm. raise doubts, you exactly. raise concerns, and that those could be triggers. In fact, I remember an example that I'd like to share here. There was a time, there was a job I applied for, I think about 15 years ago or thereabout, and then this, the panel asked me a question. They said, um, after I've answered all the other questions, they asked me, so what is your greatest weakness? Hmm. First, I just, I, it took me a while. I thought about it. How should I answer? And then, you know, if I say my greatest weakness is blah, 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 that can count against me. Hmm. If I say I don't have weaknesses, that will count against me because it will be like, no one, everyone has weaknesses. So yeah. what I said is that, you know what? Um, I'm a go-getter. And anytime I'm not accomplishing my goal, I can become very restless. And that makes me to want to drive myself to be able to achieve the goal. In other words, I push myself beyond too hard. Mm. All right. Mm. So I presented something that appeared negative, but I turned it around in a positive light. All right. Because that job was about selling and it's about getting results done. So that is one way where you can present your spouse. Yeah, so it doesn't yeah. have to be all mm. negative. You can present something that looks negative but you can turn it around in a positive light. I hope that helps. Okay, navigating difficult families. Mm. Uh, let's say difficult families in quotes. Mm. <laughs> so the first thing we would suggest is understand that different families have their preferences. Absolutely. Okay, and um, we, when we talk about family culture, there are mm. just things that certain families like that mm. your family may not appreciate. Absolutely. Uh, you come to some families, they are big on um education mm -hmm. or he, mm -hmm. uh, what's the level of his or her education mm -hmm. and for your family that may not matter exactly. so it's not for you to discount that but what we tend to say is 
you for the um person who is bringing the potential spouse to meet his or her family mm -hmm. it is your responsibility to talk your potential spouse through what's obtainable in your family absolutely that's very important because some families for example have preferences when it comes to religion yeah there is a certain way they want you to dress um some people have preference in terms of okay for example another example that i talked about was if your spouse to be is coming to your family tell them give them some clues how people behave tell them about this person oh this person can be can say something that will put you off don't yeah. get angry yeah. <laughs> you know this my dad can be like this my mom can there's you know, a special seat for mood. that there's a special seat for that don't sit there whatever <laughs> you do you know because some of these things are very subtle and people just think oh it's just it's not just a chair it might be a chair, but it might mean it may be symbolic to something. It may just be a seat that represents maybe the person of the authority in the family. And then you just sit there and the person will be like, you won't even the person will not know why they are refusing you. But it may mm. just be something quite insignificant. Yeah, yeah, okay. that's very big. <laughs> All right, so and then have your eyes on the end goal. Now, why is this important? I found out that anytime most people, let me just say, most people when they decide to get married. There are different obstacles that often come in their way. All right. I experienced it. I'm sure you experienced <laughs> it as well. Everybody experiences it in different ways, in different shapes and different sizes, shapes yeah. and sizes. All right. For some people, you may just have some people that are just particularly obstructive to you trying to get married. You may be saying things about you, castigating you, or coming up with all kinds of stories that are unfounded. Hmm. Now, you all these are supposed to distract you, but you must understand that no matter what you are going through, it's not compared to the possible challenges that you may experience in marriage that both of you are going to conquer together. Mm -hmm. So see this as a learning ground for you to be able to develop your competencies, ability to manage, because marriage is real life. Yeah. You're going to come yeah. up with challenges, financial challenges. Yeah. How are you going to handle them? Are you just going to abandon and just walk away? You're going to have different challenges to come. For, for example, we had to wait for almost eight years before we had our first child. So mm -hmm. how did we handle that? That would be a topic for another day. All right, so there are different challenges that will come your way. So all this issue of people not liking you, those are minor issues. They are just yeah. grooming you to develop maturity that you required in marriage. So the key thing there is keep your eyes on the end goal. Your end goal is I love this person. Mm -hmm. I like to settle down with this person. I like to build a life with this person. That's what your goal should be. So that will help you to be, you know, to overlook any of the obstacles that come your way. Okay, and the next one is understand the key opinion leaders. Mm. Okay, there are people who are forces in some families, mm. and their opinions matter. <laughs> uh, you, you, you just have to understand these people. Mm. Understand what they like. Mm. What is it they are really looking for? What are they interested Absolutely. in? Absolutely. You know, sometimes mm. we talk about this. I kind of feel somehow about it because. I, I begin to ask myself, are we trying to make people warm their way into the hearts of people? Mm. But the truth is that mm. um, it's like an interview. Absolutely. Okay, every interview, every interviewer has his or her standards, mm. and you need to meet these standards. Mm. It's not, we're not saying you coy your way into their hearts, mm. but you be you, mm. but then you need to understand these people in order to know how to relate with them. Mm. We need to understand one thing when we are going, when we are in this situation, is that the question you have in your mind is, are you the right person for this woman? Mm. Are you the right person for this man? Your job is to present yourself as the right person. How do you do that? You look at the qualities they're looking for, and then you present yourself. 
So for example, any any parent or anyone who has been able to raise a daughter or raise a son, uh, son expect wants them to be happy. Are you the kind of person that will make their daughter happy? Mm. Or are you the kind of person that will be causing all kind of family trouble that everybody because anytime there is a family issue, families will have to so if people if their daughter have a problem in her marriage, they all will have to get everybody will have to get involved. <laughs> so no one wants to be having to manage these kind of issues when they are supposed to be retire in retirement, mm-hmm. enjoying their later years. Mm-hmm. All right. So those are the concerns. And that leads us to the next question. Mitigating their fears. Yes. When you have done all these, you'll mm-hmm. be mitigating their fears. Absolutely. Their concerns. Every family has a specific concern. So I have trained this lady, I've sent her to school, secondary school, mm. university, she's done masters abroad, she's been, the family has invested a lot of uh, resources into this person. Now, you are coming into the picture, they have fears, are you going to ruin everything they have built, all the legacy, all the training, are you going mm. to... Some people have gotten married and through domestic violence lost their lives, all yeah. the investment was wasted just by one, just in a day. So mm-hmm. how about that? If I'm a parent, I am a parent, and someone is coming to marry my child, I'm going to be concerned. I want to find out, are you the right person? Mm-hmm. Are you worthy of the investment I made in this person? Because what you're doing from the moment you say, yes, I do, yes, I do, you've been given the responsibility to carry on with what I've done up to that point. Yeah. Are you the right person to carry on my legacy? Yeah. Are you the right person? Because we believe, as a couple, uh, is that we... Um, your people's life should be better in marriage than why, when than it was when they were single. Mm-hmm. So, are you that person who's going to be able to do that? Okay. And um, in navigating yeah. difficult families, mm-hmm. I think the best disposition you can have yeah. is just to remind yourself that these people just have the best intentions. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That might help. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, who should call the intruder <laughs> to order? Well, I always say. Mm. The person who's who is involved, you talk to your family. Absolutely. Let's put that simple. Mm. So, so in a relationship like this, you will talk to your family. You deal with your family. I will deal with mine. Yes, it's not for the potential staff, um, potential spouse. Why are we deal with that? you? You know, you you understand the dynamics in your family. So why put this person in an odd um, situation? Absolutely, and there are things that. There are mistakes that you will make and you'll be forgiven, forgiven easily. Yes. That if I make, it's going to create a huge explosion. Yeah. So the best thing is you deal with your family, I deal with mine. Because I know, like she said, I know the dynamics in my family. I know what to say to this specific person. I know the right buttons to press for this person. I know how to talk to this person to win them over mm-hmm. on any specific mm-hmm. issue. So that's us dealing with the last point. Okay, mm-hmm. Your spouse deals with his or her family, yep. not you. Yes. Okay, And then um, you need to talk, consult with respected members of the family. Yeah, maybe your grandparents, maybe a, uh, a clergy person, yeah. somebody that whoever is the intruder will listen to. Now, an intruder in some families is like, maybe like a big uncle, a big a big auntie mm-hmm. that seems to be like the sponsor of the family that seems to be supporting the family. And so people can't really stand up to them. Their opinion really matter. And even people's, even the, the, the intended couple's parents can't really say much. We've been, I've been in some, um, um, uh, what do you call it now? Marriage ceremonies where, well, what we call traditional marriage ceremonies. 
where an uncle kind of wielded a lot of influence mm. over the child of his own uh, um, um, siblings. And it was very amazing. So yeah. different cultures have different dynamics. You need to understand the culture you are marrying into. Mm. If you don't understand the culture you're marrying into, you're going to be taking a lot of missteps. Yes. And we have a lot of examples all around the globe. All right. Saying that, um, mm -hmm. you touched on something very big. Um, yeah. You tried to classify intruders, mm. uncles. I, I, I don't think it is right to consider your parents or her par his or her parents as intruders. I agree. Remember the definition mm. we gave at the start. Mm. Um, it's someone intervening in a situation uninvited mm -hmm. or without necessity. Mm -hmm. In this case, come mm. on, a parent should be a necessity. Absolutely. I think. Absolutely. Okay. I understand that some parents take it to the uh, mm. extreme, some are unreasonable, mm. okay, mm. but to, to, to a reasonable extent. Absolutely. We, so, we need to give them that chance. Yeah. And the next point we'd like to look at is reveal your own conviction. Now, why is this important? Before people intrude into your relationship, there are something that they observe. Now, let me see. If you have, if you, if when people find you, this is, this has been proven and we have researched it and we found this out as well while we're doing our counseling and all the kind of people that we work with. If your spouse, if your, if the parent or, no, not parents now, if uh, a potential intruder sees you and your spouse to be arguing, hmm. you know, disagreeing publicly, all of you, you know, it gives them a foothold into your relationship. That's one point. That's right. Second point is this. If they're asking you a question about this person that you want to marry and you don't have information, they, they, they're asking you very important information. Have you investigated into the family? What do you know about the family background? Do they have certain illnesses in the family? Do they have some mm. genetic condition in the family? Um, what does he do for a living? What does the parent do? How many siblings? And you can answer some very important questions. Mm. It shows you've not done your homework. You've not been thorough in your homework you give them permission, unspoken permission, what we call unintended consequence of your action, yeah. is that they begin to intrude. They want Be to step in to help. They want to step in to help in quotes, mm -hmm. and sometimes they hijack the steering wheel from you. Yes. Okay? Yes. And that's one thing that we found out. Okay, so another thing we think you need to do is allow time. Absolutely. Do not elope. Mm. We've, we've seen cases where people mm. um, leave the country of their residence, mm. move on to another country, mm -hmm. get married civilly, mm. and carry on with their lives. Mm. Uh, but like we said earlier, just to emphasize the importance of parental blessings, mm. Okay, it's just it's just important that your parents give their blessings. Absolutely. To, uh, in, in a case like this, and that's why we said if it's not working, if they are not budging, mm. find a respectable uh, member of the family mm. or someone they respect, someone mm. they they can listen to. Mm. Okay, uh, we've had cases where um, I there's a, a scenario I think I should just throw in at this point. Okay. You've um the case of someone who decided to marry someone from a matrilineal system mm. of inheritance. Mm. Uh, ideally, uh, most societies would go with a patrilineal system mm. of inheritance. Mm. So when she came home, this young lady, mm -hmm. and talked about this, her parents revolted. No, you can't. Mm. Because what that means is that there's no inheritance for your children. Mm. Because you're going into this fam um, family, mm -hmm. inheritance goes through the woman. 
Mm-hmm. But you, you are you are a stranger mm-hmm. in this community. So mm-hmm. and you're coming from. So a what you're saying is that her, her children cannot inherit what the husband has produced or left. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Okay. So mm-hmm. her parents did not want that to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they allowed time. And what this young man had to do mm-hmm. was um he to put their heart to rest. Mm-hmm. He decided to make some investments mm-hmm. in planning. Mm-hmm. And on that basis, her parents mm-hmm. decided, oh, okay, there's something for our grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might think, come on, what's, what's that? I am not even... But they considered it was a big thing for them. Absolutely. Now, we need to quickly point out this, that the fact that something does not make sense to you mm-hmm. does not mean it should be um, dismissed. Yeah. But if it's something that your the family you're going into count as important you must take it important you must mm-hmm. make it pri- you must prioritize even when it doesn't make sense even when you. it doesn't make sense to you because a lot of cultural stuff a lot of beliefs a lot of traditions do not make sense to the new generation yeah. so but you have to respect that otherwise you're going to be shutting the door quite early in the process okay all right so um one key thing that i wanted to point out uh, is this it is important for you to understand that your parents have your best interests at heart most times. It's important to know that most intruders have your best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. But you must be able to um, create necessary boundary. You must be able to be proactive in terms of researching about the person you want to marry. Yeah. You must be proactive about doing your own background checks. You must be proactive about understanding who, uh, you know, how to manage an intruder that is you know overstepping their brand the boundaries you must be able to create a boundary you must be able to present your spouse in a good light uh-huh. there are specific things you must do if you don't do these things the intruder will gain more power by you so yeah. you have to do your own your, your, your own uh, uh what do you call it now homework now we have a coaching we have a a course that we are coming up with all right so are you in a situation right now where you notice that your wedding has been put on hold or, sus- or postponed, mm-hmm. right? And you know when that happens, maybe for any reason, maybe because of the COVID-19, the pandemic, yeah. the pandemic that is happening, or for any reason like that, there are different things. There are different questions that people may be asking. You may be asking, will my fiance develop cold feet? Because mm-hmm. we've seen people who, on the day of the wedding, they started having doubts. So like, it's do even I, possible that right mm-hmm. now things are shaking. Absolutely. So yeah. what can you do to ensure that rather than them having doubt or you having doubt, both of you work on your relationship and take it to the next level so yeah. that by the time everything goes to normal, you will have what it takes to be able to, you know, walk down the aisle. Okay. The next question is, will I have the wedding of my dream? Now you've taken time to fantasize this is how you've done all necessary things you're supposed to do. but is that wedding going to be, is it going to be, uh, you know, are you going to have the wedding of your dreams? Or are you going to have the marriage of your dream? Mm. All right. Is it what you envision? Can I build a life with this person? Mm. One of the ways to find out is this. How, what's, what do they believe about, about, about money? All right. Do they think that you should bring money together? What is their belief system? Mm. How do they want to handle money? Have you discussed about, how, about sex? How are you going to work around sex? Are you, how often is it going to happen? What are their beliefs? You know, sometimes people force their spouses to indulge in sexual acts that, that impact on, on their health. 
Mm. What are these expectations? One of the things that causes conflict in relationship or in marriage is that there are uncommunicated expectations. Mm. There are unrealistic expectations. Yeah. And sometimes people just expect their spouses to be just to understand. They just you know like like what they call it now, like being psychic. But it doesn't happen like that. Mm. So there are eight different steps, eight different issues that we want to look at. What are the preferences of your spouse? What are their personality? What is mm. their love language? There are different things that we're going to look at. How do they communicate? What are the conflict issues? All right. How do you want to manage and navigate conflict? What type of conflict are you going to have? Uh, 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 what are the potential flashpoints? And how are you going to handle this? All this will be addressed in the course. Okay. So to enroll, please send an email yes. um, to info at foundationforfamilyaffairs.org. Mm. Info at foundationforfamilyaffairs.org. Okay, let us know. Please write us. Let us know how this has been of value to you. Absolutely. We well, thank you for spending time to watch this. Okay, so until we come your way again, <laughs> goodbye. Have a good time. <laughs>